quarterbacks for week 13 of fantasy football with so many teams on a bye. It's brutal out there hating winks, but these are the potential quarterback ones for you in your rankings below. Jalen Hurts against San Francisco 49ers. Dak Prescott at home against the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. And Tua Tagovailoa on the road against the Washington Commanders defense. I feel good about these three, maybe the next three, and then things really get dicey this week. (laughs) It's not a great week for the old NFL schedule, but I think it's fine uh, since we watched, I don't know, like 80 hours of football last week. This is true. Okay, let's go through each of these team dynamics to start with. We talked about it on Sunday night, talked about in stats versus film. Uh, Jalen Hurts last week in the first half was really bad. Um, Four of 11 for 33 yards with an interception in the first half on Sunday were the final notes on that. Then we saw second half overtime, 14 of 20, 167 yards and three touchdowns. That has allowed him to get back to being a quarterback one score in 10 straight games here, Hayden Winks. Again, there aren't that many teams throughout the league or even, let's say, individual players that can have that brutal of a first half and then that strong of a second half. When you're surrounded by this many great pieces and you are still are a very good player, that happens. And this is why we draft him early. Completely agree. It's not been the best season for Jalen Hurts, but he's still getting it done in fantasy. And this is not a great matchup, but just because the gap is so wide between Jalen Hurts and the rest of the fantasy quarterbacks, I'm sticking with this. The team total is lower than it is, uh, only at 22 implied points. And they're they're underdogs at home? Yeah, dogs to the 49ers. So a couple things I'm paying attention to. Lane Johnson, right tackle, limited in practice with the groin injury, did not play last week. Obviously, huge matchup uh, against Bosa and Chase Young, among the other uh, defense alignment for the Niners. Also, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, they were both limited in practice. I'm sure that's just precautionary, but there's a lot of injuries for this Eagles team. That said, teams facing the 49ers have passed the ball at top five rates in neutral situations. The Eagles have actually been more balanced this year, which has kind of hurt Jalen Hurts on the margins just a little bit. Maybe it's the knee injury as well, but I'm expecting more pass attempts than normal for Philadelphia. And obviously when we get inside the five yard line, it will still be Jalen Hurts. But bottom line is he's just been so much better than the other fantasy quarterbacks, aside from Josh Allen, who's on a bye, that even in a bad matchup, I'm still sticking with him as a quarterback one. Okay, the quarterback two, Dak Prescott. This is at home again Thursday night. Nine-point favorites against the Seahawks defense and that secondary. Uh, Just under 28 projected points here for the Cowboys. Last six games for Dak Prescott. Dog. Averaging 312 passing yards. And uh, just a cool 18 touchdown passes. (laughs) Not bad. Yeah, they're number one in passing EPA over a very similar stretch. They are second in neutral pass rate this month. The Seahawks defense has not been able to get them off the field as well. So even though we like some of the guys in the secondary as a unit, it has not gelled the way we like it right now. This offense feels so dang good because they're stretching the ball down the field, putting CeeDee Lamb on the outside. Brandon Cook's a huge upgrade on the perimeter versus what they had last year. And I even think Jake Ferguson's an upgrade to Dalton Schultz down the seam. So right now, just Dak Prescott, he's he's been the best player in the NFL by a wide margin for like, what, four, five, six weeks. We mentioned that stuff about the Seahawks defense. I will say they have only allowed one quarterback to score in the top 12 over their last eight games. And that's preventing someone like Brock Purdy, who, you know, has had very consistent weeks, very consistent season, throwing to great players and a great offense to limiting him to just 10.5 points. So this is one of those elements we have seen with, to me, if I'm painting the narrative of this, that, the Cowboys are just super willing to throw the football, you know, yes. 
neutral game scripts, positive game scripts, negative game scripts. Um, and in a way, I think we all need to give a bunch of credit to Mike McCarthy. Like, oh, yeah, this Dak Prescott conversation, CD Lamb, so on and so forth. I don't know if enough attention has been paid to Mike McCarthy this year and how he has evolved as a play caller. There's a whole episode of Scheme on Dak Prescott. It has Colt McCoy's beautiful face on it. Weaves, why don't you throw like a picture of the thumbnail up there right now? Get him up there. Because yeah. um, Mike McCarthy has evolved into big-time shot player. And in a way, Hayden, this is somewhat like a – here's a difficult cross-sport analogy uh, – a Golden State Warriors three-point basketball team out there. Yeah, it certainly feels like it's more deep downfield passes right now, and the offensive line is holding up. So completely agree with you. Uh, Pick'em Lobby loves Dak Prescott up at 21.5 fantasy points, uh, which will make him a top three option for sure this week. And there was, a, I think, a bit of a time, and I didn't do enough homework on this, but like, didn't Tariq Willen get like benched in favor of a third safety because of different formations and things the opposing offense was putting out there? So, you know. The Cowboys are obviously going to put a bunch of three wide receiver sets out there, but that's something to monitor here. Okay. All right. The third quarterback is actually Tua Tungavailoa. Um, I think there's some interesting talking points here because Tua this season, Hayden, he has, I believe, okay, let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his 11 games, I believe, have been quarterback 12 or later. Mm-hmm. Or later. So... Against a team in the Washington Commanders, who this is what you believe is a get right spot, some might call it, um, yeah. that he can have one of those other four contests where he scores as one of the top quarterbacks every single week. Right. The Commanders are dead last against fantasy quarterbacks. They're dead last in passing EPA allowed. They just fired their defensive coordinator and they're projected for the most points this week up at 29 and a half. Hopefully Tyreek Hill is fully healthy. He was limited on Wednesday uh, with a little ankle injury that he picked up the previous game. But I want to keep going back to this trend just because I do think it is important. Defenses that haven't seen this Mike McDaniel to a Tyreek offense, I do think get absolutely shredded. And the commanders have not seen this Dolphins team yet. Uh, just those games outside the division, uh, his yards per attempt is almost two yards higher than it is in games against the division and that they're just they can't rush the passer right now they're benching players in the secondary it's a total mess in washington right now 10 of the past 11 quarterbacks have closed the week as a top 10 score with the only one being mac jones against (laughs) this commander's defense seven of those were top five scores so that's almost impossible to do I mean, it really is the most explosive offense in the league, despite all those numbers I said about Tua, because, again, they can be explosive about him scoring fantasy points out there right. versus the defense that is allowing the most explosive plays. It's, right. it's that simple of a formula. So. And we some of these Tua games where he struggles is because the rushing touchdowns. Running, rushing touchdowns. Totally. I'm not putting that on Tua. I, yeah, I, I don't no, want that sure. to be. Yeah. I just think that in this matchup, teams are choosing to pass the ball against the commanders and specifically throwing the ball downfield against them. And obviously, when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, things get pretty easy doing that. My, my only comment with that is, remember when we were going through rankings during the preseason and even early in the season? And, you know, we would have Tua later after the group of like the uh, Jalen Hurts and the Josh Allens of the world. And a yeah. big part of that for us was um, even when the Dolphins score a ton of points, it doesn't necessarily mean that has right. flown, flowed through Tua's fancy points, right? right? Meanwhile, if the Eagles are scoring fancy points, it's Jalen Hurts is oh, yeah. 
a major factor in that. Yep. And we're starting to see it a little bit. September Tua is a lot different than December Tua. Oh, so we'll, we'll see. see. This, not, this not this week. week. Not this week. <laughs> Next week when they play the freaking Bills or whoever. I don't know who they have upcoming, but oh, let's see. that'll be a discussion for another time. Let's see who they have, uh, just so we can be correct in this. Uh, no, it's the Tennessee Titans, so you're okay. wrong. <laughs> yep. Late December is what I meant. <laughs> um, no, because then it's the Jets after that. But yes, yes, at the end, December 24th, it is the Dallas Cowboys, then the Baltimore Ravens, then the Buffalo Bills Yeah, to end the season. There we go. Okay. Patrick Mahomes starts your next tier as the quarterback four. Um, it has not been a great Patrick Mahomes season, statistically, fancy points-wise. Uh, he only has one, or excuse me, two top five scoring weeks on the season. And now he faced the Green Bay Packers on the road, but still favored by six and a half points and expect to score 24 and a half as a team. I wrote about the same thing. Just Patrick Mahomes is not the elite fantasy quarterback anymore. There's obviously a lot of things playing into that. The wide receivers even worse this year than what they were last year. Travis Kelsey's not breaking as many tackles. The defense, I think it's probably the most important one is way better so they don't they're not feeling like they have to be forced into high scoring games and the chiefs are only eighth in neutral pass rate they've been number one or number two historically so all that stuff is played against patrick mahomes and this week it's another kind of middling matchup i don't think the packers defense is very good but teams are choosing to run the ball against them at the second highest rate obviously we're in december in green bay so there could be some weather concerns that we'll update everybody on uh and the Sunday morning show. So hopefully they get uh, Rasheed Rice going again. Hopefully Mahomes continues to scramble around just enough. But in the meantime, the chiefs have a 24 team total, which is above average, but it's not like the dolphins, for example, that we're at 29 and a half. Green Bay allowing just 12.4 passing points per game. Um, they're also pressuring and opposing quarterbacks uh, at the seventh highest rate. In the NFL. So like Jawan Taylor, I think Diamond Smith's been injured this week too at left tackle. They haven't been very good on the on the tackle spots. Yeah. So something to watch. Okay. Your quarterback five this week is CJ Stroud. Um, what a run. I mean, oh, yeah. fourth consecutive game he has thrown for 300 yards. Uh, second time over the past four weeks, according to Rich Rebar, that he has reached 30 fancy points in a game. Uh, we even saw a rushing score, obviously, this past week. Um in that span, he faced four straight opponents that are 20th in the league or lower in yards allowed per pass attempt. And now he gets a Denver Broncos defense, Hayden, which, again, in these past, what, six, eight weeks, has really turned things around defensively. They have compared to where they were, but since week five, and that's when Justin Simmons returns, who's one of the better safeties in the league, Denver is 12th in passing EPA and 16th in passing success rate. So they've been like up to middle of the pack instead of being the worst team ever on defense. Still, the Texans have the fourth highest team total of the week. Yep. They're at home. He's been balling out there. And I wanted to bring this up over the last kind of basically since the post by rookie bump for CD Stroud, the Texans have been passing the ball more in neutral situations than they were early in the season. I think they've given up on the ground game to some extent, dump off the ball to Devin Singletary. That's better than a run up the middle for them. Uh, and specifically against teams with bad uh, pass defenses, like the bucks in week nine, Jacksonville in week 12, these kind of pass funnel defenses, they've really cranked that number up. So hopefully we get the Texans passing the ball with CJ Stroud and not try to beat this team on the ground, even though the Broncos are still miserable 
against running backs. I still hope the the Texans just keep firing away with CJ Stroud. One last note from Richie Barr in his worksheet. Jordan Love is the only quarterback to throw multiple passing touchdowns against Denver over the last seven games. And just to go through the teams that they faced in the last seven games, um, it was the awful Browns quarterbacks. Uh, then it was Josh Dobbs. Then it was Josh Allen. Then it was Patrick Mahomes. Then it was Jordan Love. Um, and then it was Patrick Mahomes again. So we've got two Patrick Mahomes and one Josh Allen game in there, which is an uh, interesting. interesting note. Okay. Brock Purdy's up next. My guy, my guy, Brock Purdy at the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, home, uh, favorites, I should say, not home, favorites. Uh, and actually, this Eagles defense, to twist your brain a little bit, have allowed the quarterback one or quarterback two score in three of their past four games. And those have been to Sam Howell, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. Dang. It's, it's not good for the Eagles in the secondary right now. They're 30th against fantasy quarterbacks. Brock Purdy has been playing out of his mind recently and the big wrinkle in this offense to me is back when it was jimmy g the niners would be 30th 28th in neutral pass rate over the last month of the season the 49ers are sixth in neutral pass rate that is a sign that shanahan really trusts brock purdy and that's also a, a reason why brock purdy can be a legit fantasy quarterback one teams facing philadelphia choose to pass the ball against them at the second highest rate in the NFL, and it has worked doing so. So with the 49ers projected for the third most points on the week, I feel very good about Brock Purdy um, and Shanahan even feels better. Yeah, because he's good. Like Brock Purdy's a good football player and he expands this offense versus any other version that we have seen previously. He's willing to throw down the field. Uh, he extends plays. He's a creator. And I will add with that note, the Philadelphia Eagles team, while we have seen, again, three really poor performances of them in the past four games, they did really step up against Tua. They did really step up against Patrick Mahomes as well. So something to watch. It doesn't seem like Fletcher, Cla Fletcher Cox is going to be playing in this game. There's been some other injuries as well for Philly. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback seven. We talked about like that six numbers, kind of a big tier. These yeah. next two are probably in their own, and then it gets really deep after that um the jacksonville jaguars are facing the cincinnati Bengals. they're at home they're eight and a half point favorites here only expected to score just over 23 points but hey welcome to 2023 uh life in the nfl right. the Bengals right now are allowing a league high 8.1 yards per pass attempt with 12.7 yards per pass completion i wrote that the team total for jacksonville feels too low i can't believe they're not projected for at least 24 points their offense is completely clicking. They're now fourth in passing EPA. Uh, the offensive line's holding up. They're moving Calvin Ridley all over the field. We love that for them. Uh, getting Zay Jones for halftime speeches certainly helped. But more importantly than that, Bengals are allowing the most yards per pass attempt at 8.1, which is basically like allowing like the MVP to play you every single game of the season. They're third worst in passing success rate. If they didn't have a couple of interceptions, which I do think are completely fluky, this Bengals defense would be one of the worst in the entire league at home against Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't been, I think it's what his, the last two games have been like the highest EPA games of yep. his entire career. I mean, we're, this is a good spot to really expose a Bengals defense. That's a little bit banged up, but more importantly, just lost too many players uh, this last off season. Hoping to have that extra episode of Scheme edited for all of you later on in this week. Go and check it out. It's about the entire offense. 
um, basically, but a really good many learnings from it. Let's put it that way. And Anton Harrison, by the way, this past week at right tackle, um, one of the best tack performances across the league in week 12. Okay. Justin Herbert is not your next quarterback. It is Sam freaking Howell against the same Miami Dolphins. Um, again, one of the stories of the fantasy football year, even when he turns the ball over or takes a ton of sacks, he gets by with pure passing volume and he still has that rushing upside, which means Sam Howell has just two weeks this year, finishing lower than the quarterback 13 and scoring. Wow. He's on pace for the six most pass attempts in NFL history. And like the other ones, it's like you have like Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady's on there a couple of times. I think Drew Brees and then it's Sam Howell. Uh, he's on a six game streak of 42 plus pass attempts. Wow. He is 10 point home dogs to the Dolphins here. Wow. And in games where he's lost, there's been eight of them this year. He's averaging 295 passing yards on 44 pass attempts. Wow. So the volume is so hard to ignore. Now, the team total is pretty low, only at 20.5 points here. They did lose Jalen Phillips uh, in Miami. That's their best pass rusher, in my opinion. But Jalen Ramsey's really turned the secondary into a good unit right now. So the thing, my angle here for the, the people in the Pick'em Lobby, promo code the show will match your deposit up to $100. $100. 25.5 completions. I think he's getting higher than that, that just because Miami can really put up points and like not put up points in long drives. Like I'm talking about put up points on four plays and now commanders are back on the field and we've seen Brian Robbins completely get game scripted out of things. I think a bunch of pass attempts are in store for Sam Howell. And we have seen some of these wide receivers run routes 20-plus yards down the field, especially in garbage time, especially in two-minute, one-minute situations. And then Logan Thomas is right there seven yards down the field just yeah. catching little dump-offs like Curtis three Campbell or four too. in a row, you know? Yeah. And that's adds three or four to that total that you talked about. Okay. Next up for you is Justin Herbert. This is at the New England Patriots. Favorites, six points on the road. Um Again, Reeves had a great stat here. This past week was the second time over the past four games that Justin Herbert has thrown for fewer than five yards per pass attempt over his previous 57 starts. That happened just twice. Um, but he has been a top 10 scorer in every game outside of facing, let's say, elite defenses in the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Ravens. So, Hayden, it's two things. It's a offense that is struggling because of the pieces, I would say, outside of Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen versus a defense that um, is probably coached well, but is also missing a ton of pieces and on attached to a really bad offense. I'm monitoring Keenan Allen. He was on the injury report, did not practice on Wednesday oh. with a quad injury. If Keenan Allen is not himself, this offense is so jover like they have nobody they can throw the ball to so and even if keenan allen is out there what does bill belichick do he doubles your number one and makes your other guys beat you name the other guys i mean well i was about to ask you this um can you name okay other than keenan allen and quentin johnston and darius davis yeah can you name another wide receiver on this team it's jalen guyton if he's if he's healthy can you name Uh, one more Oh man, you can't. It's okay. I think he's on the. He was on the practice squad. It's Simi Fajoko. Oh yeah, him. yeah. Oh yeah. Super athletic guy. I believe yep. coming out of Stanford. Yeah, I'm not yep. mistaken. And then you know they might literally have to bring people up from 
the practice squad, Alex Erickson, who then played Classic. over Quentin Johnson this past week. Classic. There's a guy named Terrell Bynum. Um, that might be it. <laughs> wow. That's why I'm on Gerald. Oh, Keelan Doss is on there. I believe yeah, Keelan Classic. Doss was a, a huge Raider. XFL player or something like that. Yeah. Um, Gerald Everett, 24 and a half receiving yards. I like the higher on that one, just in case Keenan Allen is not himself. And I think they can go that way. Bottom line, I love Justin Herbert. Still plays well. This is just completely dysfunctional. The center's gone. The right tackle's gone. All the wide receivers are hurt. Um, he can't do it himself. It, it was one of those examples just when you can look at the box score and see what, like 16 or 14 targets for Keenan Allen. And then the next closest guy was at six. Yeah. If he doesn't play, then it's like you said, it's, it's over. Okay. That is nine names. That means we jump to tier three. And that actually begins for you with Russell Wilson, which, I mean, if we're here at quarterback 10, a guy who like has no volume at all, it puts into perspective how much of a struggle this week is. Um, it's weird. He has this huge dichotomy in his game right now. He leads the NFL and throws behind the line of scrimmage. And he's also fifth and deep target rate. So like everything in between is just lava for him. Also, not that shocking, given like what I thought this offense would be um, really balanced. He w scrambles a little bit now, but he also when he's scrambling, he like just like, flips the ball. 11 carries last week. Yeah, that was that was new. I'm hoping in this one that the Texans offense could go crazy. And then Russell Wilson's forced into some pass attempts. They're three and a half point uh, road dogs uh, to the Texans defense, which has been like. I think fine, but not very good in general. It's just still missing. Um, it's still too early in the rebuild for uh, D'Amico Ryan to really do anything. So it's it's a neutral spot. He's been like the fantasy like quarterback 17. There's teams on buys. The team total right now for the Broncos is at least at 22. But you are right. It's hard to overcome. They're 25th in neutral pass rate right now. So it's just at least at least I will say when he's scrambling around now, it at least like looks like a, a difference maker totally. to some degree. And last year it was like not at all. Right. He had the freshman 30 last week as a part of the Denver Broncos. And he's yeah. gotten rid of that and looked a little bit slimmer in his second year with the Denver Broncos. Okay. Some might find it shocking that he is actually ahead of your quarterback 11 in Jared Goff. I mean, obviously Goff had two abysmal performances in back-to-back -back weeks. Um, the Saints defense though have allowed just 11 passing points per game to quarterbacks with just one guy throwing more than two touchdowns in a game against them wow. this season. Um, now, probably the best quarterbacks they face are C.J. Stroud and yeah. Trevor Lawrence. and But still, those guys just finish as the quarterback 12 and quarterback 9. It does help, though, that people love these home road splits for Jared Goff, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. It helps that this is in a dome on the road. That was going to be my question to you. Is it is it his ability to not sleep in a hotel room that he doesn't <laughs> like airplanes, or is it his tiny hands and the road games? Like what what exactly is causing these home road splits? Because that's going to definitely matter here. I'm with you. I just think that the Saints' offense could be really weird this next week, and I think both teams are going to run the ball. And I'm worried about play volume to some degree here. At least Jared Goff's team's projected for 25 points. You know, like that's a lot of points on this slate. So. I, I could I can be sold moving him kind of in the Justin Herbert zone, but we that, at least we, we can do that. I think that's that's fine enough. Um, yeah, it's just it's just the volume. Like right now, like once once you get the both the running backs going and stuff, it's hard to find the touchdowns. Totally, totally. Okay, Jordan Love is up next as your quarterback. Thirteen, probably the highest you've had him 
uh, on the slate this entire season. We just posted a video with him on Scheme, and uh, everything is starting to click, if not already clicking, over the last three games with him and these pass catchers. And Hayden, one thing that I've noticed that I haven't brought up in any other shows, remember when Aaron Rodgers during his final time with the Packers, it, everything was short, everything was deep, and nothing was over the middle of the field? Now, obviously part of this tree, I think they've always wanted to with Matt LaFleur, wanted to attack the middle of the field. And they're really starting to now with Jordan Love. It's a bunch of vertical routes from the slot and actually working back towards the middle of the field. And uh, it's working. It is working, but it has worked against bad defenses. And this defense is very good. Fourth best against fantasy quarterbacks. They're third in sack rate. They're fourth in passing EPA. Uh, teams have tried to run the ball against the Chiefs because they're way worse at running the ball. We'll see who's healthy for Jordan Love. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be back. So without Aaron Jones, they have passed the ball a ton. Will these inexperienced cor- uh, uh, skill guys be able to beat the Chiefs' corners? I'm not sure. It's a tough task, but at least they're slinging the ball across the yard. Next up for you is Kenny Pickett, your guy. Big week for him last week. Mina Kimes pointed this out in week one through 11. Kenny Pickett only targeted the middle of the field 50 times and also had the worst EPA per drop back when doing so. And then on Sunday, he went nine of 11 for 133 yards throwing over the middle of the field. We, again, I've talked about this Arizona Cardinals defense, how they are just awful. I mean, 31st in the league in terms of pressure rate. They're blitzing also at the lowest rate in the league at 15%. So typically when you can't create pressure, then your defense coordinator says, oh, now we got to send people to at least mm-hmm. make this quarterback in a unhappy situation. No, this is just a passive, passive defense. And so maybe, again, this Steelers team can take advantage of that. I'm calling it Kenny Pickett score. Not one, but two touchdowns. This is going to wow. be a career fantasy game for Kenny Pickett, I'm with you. The Cardinals defense is just terrible and they have a healthy skill group. So we ranked Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, both inside the top 20, but I do think that there could be some pass volume here just because the Cardinals are truly that bad uh, on defense right now. Like last game against the Rams, it was a complete nightmare showing by everybody. And I think the middle of the throw, uh, middle of the field throws are going to be helpful for Kenny Pickett. The return of Pat Fryermuth is certainly going to help. But I also think that the guy calling the plays, not the offense coordinator, the guy calling the plays is Kenny Pickett's quarterbacks coach. And I would guess that it, Kenny Pickett likes his quarterbacks coach more than he liked Matt Canada. So I think that you're going to see some of these concepts that Kenny Pickett likes to throw, see more of those. And I think that we're going to see Kenny Pickett all of a sudden uh, look at least functional on offense right now. Gardner Minshew is your 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Quarterback 14. This is at the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's kind of shocking to me because, and this might put into evidence just how good Shane Steichen is and how volume can get you there, but Gardner Minshew has only been a top 12 quarterback score in one game this season. And, like, I don't think Gardner Minshew has been awful this year, but he is now completing just 63% of his passes with eight touchdowns to seven interceptions on the season. He has not had double digit fancy passing points in any of his past three games, but now you get the Tennessee Titans secondary 31st against the pass uh, with Tennessee. Kevin Byers out of town for a couple weeks. So yeah, we'll, we'll roll the dice on Gardner Minshew. He's at least shimming in the end zone with a couple rushing scores uh, since he's been named the starter been some weird games for the Colts like over the last month. So I'm hoping that this game, which is only has a one point spread remains pretty close and Gardner Minshew can throw the ball. Having Josh Downs fully healthy 
certainly is helpful for Gardner Minshew and their team totals at uh, just over 21 points, which is actually higher than the league average. So the fact that he can scramble around just enough, I do think matters versus some of these other quarterbacks that we'll get to. And these two teams did play early in the year. We know that Anthony Richardson left pretty early on in that game. It's actually one of Minshew's best in terms of just efficiency. He came in, was 11 of 14 for 155 yards. That was at home, obviously, but maybe tap into some of that. Okay. Now we go to the next tier. Actually, one more. One more in this one because it's Kyler Murray. Um, Has not been great for Kyler Murray. I want to put that in perspective, though, because basically we are finishing the preseason in terms of games for Kyler Murray at this point. Not in terms of volume, but just in terms of games played. Uh, He has been incredibly inaccurate so far in his return on throws of 10 yards or further down the field. Kyler is 13 of 38 with just one touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, That is the lowest completion percentage in the league uh, among all passers with double-digit attempts in that span of time. And I have the same note, just not even on the downfield throws, just all throws in general. He's 37th out of 38 quarterbacks in completion percentage over expected, only ahead of UCLA Bruin, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So just he hasn't been able to – be accurate this year um learning a new offense this offense is asking him to throw the ball downfield at a very high clip highest average depth of throw for kyler murray all these explosive explosive explosives uh but the problem with those explosives marquise brown trey mcbride michael wilson all have not practiced this week i mean he's going to be throwing to greg dorch Who's the, who's the, who's at number three? Rondell Moore, and then who's the? I don't even know who the third wide receiver oh, would let's be. Play this game. I at, love this at that game. point or the tight end because they just released uh, Zach Ertz. So oh my I gosh, mean, there I could give you. Well, Zach Pascal's on this team, so let's not count him. That's classic. But I could give you literally a million guesses, and you would never, never get who currently their sixth wide receiver is. Who? Please, Andre Bacellia classic good for him <laughs> yeah um and then on top of that they're playing the steelers in pittsburgh it's never fun to go into pittsburgh in december especially with minka fitzpatrick returning to full practices cam hayward returned a couple weeks ago They've it's gonna good, be just Hayden. a nightmare i know the, the steelers have not allowed a quarterback one scoring week since week four week four a league low five passing touchdowns over the past seven games it's tough for Arizona right now. And by the way, it helps. It, it would help Arizona if, you know, they lost. <laughs> you know? Um, Kyler is getting home with at least one rushing score in each of the past three games. So if he gets that, then, you know, that's closest closer to a top 12 yeah. scoring week. Yeah. Okay. Let's run through some of these super flex names. Um, the first two, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford. What do you got? These are like the functional passing quarterbacks um, with good skill skill players. Uh, Baker Mayfield gets the Panthers, who are just not very good on defense. Um, though they are somehow, this is still surprised me every single week. They're in the number one fantasy defense against quarterbacks, just because they're so bad against the run. And I guess they're probably playing some really bad quarterbacks. But Baker Mayfield, the Bucks are projected for twenty one points. I do think that his knee is fine. And then with Matthew Stafford, he gets the Browns. Obviously, Matthew Stafford is capable of some big games, but they've been running the ball more this year than they have in previous years. And obviously the the Browns still ranked first, second or third in basically every single defensive metric. We'll see how healthy Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett are. From the great retreat bar, here's a wonderful stat on that with the Cleveland Browns defense. They have not allowed a quarterback one scoring week without a rushing touchdown from a quarterback this season. I don't, like Stafford Stafford. Yeah, I don't like Stafford's chances. I don't like Stafford's chance of breaking one off either. Um, 
And for Baker Mayfield, revenge game, man. True. Big revenge game. <laughs> True. Uh, huge one. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Okay. Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Will Levis, and Desmond Ritter. Close out your list here. Geno Smith, I am on 21 and a half completions because he said he wants to get the ball out faster. Good week to get the ball out faster because Micah Parsons cool. is going to be coming for, for your noggin. So uh, it's just going to be garbage time for Geno Smith. It just hasn't even been functional garbage time for this offense for the most part. Hopefully they get things on the right track, but it's a short week in Dallas. You don't have to like his chances. They're only projected for 18 points. So I like the completions if I'm going to go with anything, but I do think like this is, it's really tough. At least Derek Carr is a starting level quarterback in the NFL and the lions secondary has been completely whack. They're 26 against fantasy quarterbacks or actually even 26 in sack rate, even with Aiden Hutchinson, just because they have nobody else. And like, they just triple team Aiden Hutchinson at this point. Um, but we're still waiting for Chris Olave news. And then, yeah, Will Levis at least has the upside of scrambling around or throwing some some deep passes. Um, and then the next tier quarterbacks, I mean, my goodness. Okay, here's a cool or crazy Derek Carr stat. Again, they're facing this Detroit Lions defense, which if you can block Aiden Hutchinson, good things are going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. Sunday in week 12 was the fifth time that Derek Carr has thrown for 300 yards in a game this season, but just once in that same span of time, he's been a top 10 score. Because he gets pulled from the the red zone for Taysom Hill, which we'll get to in a second where I have him ranked. So yeah, there's a lot. I might move Derek Carr up because at least it's like a functional offense right now. Um, but we're still waiting on the Chris Olave news. But by the way, uh, real quick, if you pull this right back up, it's just hilarious. Like I'm looking at Marcus Mariota, Jameis, like Lamar Jack, all these eyeballs looking at me. These Aaron Rodgers is part of this. Tom Brady's face is up there. What are what are we pulling from? It's hilarious. Uh, it's it's a good question. Um, Who's the guy on the right? Cooper, oh, Rush. Cooper Rush, classic. Big Coop, yeah, Big Coop. Some Jacoby Brissett action in there. Nice. I like the I like the Tom Brady. I'm just waiting for Tom. Waiting for yeah. Tom to come back. You know. Okay. Now we go over to tight ends. Uh, Hayden has a treat for all of you. It doesn't start until after this top tight end and we just can go through it quickly uh that is travis kelsey talk to me he had a quote about just retirement and how he's still very sore about all all these surgeries i mean he is a 34 year old out there uh the missed tackle rates down average of the target is lowest it's been since mahomes has showed up so it hasn't hit as hard this year but he's still by far the best fantasy quarter uh tight end okay Taysom hill is your tight end too this week Words I never thought I would spew out of my mouth, but it's happening. Tell me why. Michael Thomas on injured reserve. Rashid Shaheed did not practice on Wednesday. It seems like he's going to be out. Chris Olave in the concussion protocol. He was limited. If Chris Olave misses, who are they throwing the ball to? I mean, it is as bad as it gets. They were running Taysom Hill on just go Moss guys down the sideline last week. That's how dire of a situation it was. So I just think that his volume would be so hard to fade. He's the tight end three in usage this month, even with those wide receivers I just mentioned being out there. So like, don't blame me, blame the circumstances. I don't love this, but this is the reality we live in. Pretty amazing, not to throw anyone under the bus here, but, and maybe I shouldn't say this, an FFPC, he is a quarterback. (laughs) 
So just now we get to this point where he's a tight end too. He might be the difference for you in a week. And okay, sorry. Just had to play an underdog. Promo code the show. George Kittle is your tight end three. Um, he is facing one sec. Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, all the pieces are there, Hayden. Are you just afraid of missing out on a George Kittle week? Or as we have suggested at times, there have been a number of weeks where he is out targeting or at least being way more efficient than Debo Samuel. With Debo active, he's averaging seven expected half PPR points. Obviously, he's a model dunker, so he's firmly a, an elite tight end one. I will say where the Eagles are weakest, kind of over the middle, that's why they're hosting Shaq Leonard. That's why they traded for Kevin Byard. Uh, so hopefully George Kittle is ready to go over the middle. Um, yeah, and he's at least on a functional offense. Like some of these right. other tight ends we'll get to, you know, it's bad. And what we talked about last week with the Buffalo Bills against the Philadelphia Eagles, they really took advantage of that spine, that, you know, linebacker safety unit. And we have seen in conjunction George Kittle and Chris McCaffrey and heck Debo Samuel be utilized in that area mm -hmm. quite often, especially yep. in man-to-man -man option routes, those types of things. Okay. Next up for you. Is it really Jake Ferguson up next? Fergalicious death. Let's go. Ferg oh. daddy. ASAP Ferg. Uh, Jake Ferguson is the tight end nine in consensus rankings this week, Hayden. This is against the Seattle Seahawks defense. Uh, your tight end four ranking. Uh, just do it a little too short to the consensus out there. Of course. Well, first of all, he's healthy. That's a problem for these next couple of guys. This month, he's tight end eight on tight end four usage. Cowboys passing the ball at third highest rate. Uh, we like them. They're projected for like 27, 28 points this week. So What's not to like about Jake Ferguson? In fact, I've already taken some hires on his uh, fantasy points in the Pick'em Lobby. Okay. We'll keep it moving with like the likes of Sam Laporta and Trey McBride to round out your top six tight ends. Trey McBride is dealing with a groin injury. I believe he's missed back-to-back -back practices. Correct. Uh, they did just release Zach Ertz. So rest of season, Trey McBride should be huge for all of you. Hopefully he plays this week. Um, I don't know if they would have done that if... Anyways, I don't want to read I think. I think they just wanted to give Ertz his totally. the chance Which to makes, go compete. Makes a lot of sense. And, and Tank. Jonathan Gannon and uh, Zach Ertz have some history during their time with the Philadelphia sure. Eagles. Positive history. I don't want to make that sound like negative history. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sam Laporta. He's the tight end three in consensus rankings. This is at the Northern Saints like we talked about. Over the last month, Laporta is the tight end 15 on tight end 13 usage. When the running backs get going, his usage declines. Now last week in huge negative game script, very rare for the Lions. He bounced back. Laporta is at least on a good football team right now, and he's healthy uh, because Trey McBride, I'm now guessing he's probably not going to play. Um, and then even my next guy, Dalton Schultz, he has a hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced this week. So we're, we're losing guys to bye weeks and to injuries right now. So what we deemed a pretty deep tight end ranking, uh, really bad this week. Okay. We'll keep it moving. Dalton Schultz is, well, this should be seven, Josh. Learn how to count. You're trying in seven this week is Dalton Schultz. Um, he's also been missing in practice. Tank Dell did return. Laramie Tunsil did return. Um, we also have guys like David Njoku and Evan Ingram. I like David Njoku. If you're dealing with injuries, um, I like Njoku this month. Tight end nine on tight end two usage. Not a surprise getting all these check and releases these screen passes, eating in garbage time. The quarterback play is going to be a disaster, but Joe Flacco, if he is the quarterback, check down artist, and that's where David Njoku 
has been. It might be even better. I don't want to say this. Maybe I shouldn't. Could it be even better for David and Joku if Joe Flacco was the quarterback and not DTR? 100%. Oh, like definitely. DTR is the the least accurate quarterback in the league this year. And Joe Flacco wants to throw the ball. Joe Flacco cannot move. He yeah. doesn't want to get hit. That's, Why that's would Joe I mean. Flacco want to get plays hit? and all those things, right? Yes. Yes. So we like David and David and Joku. We do. Um, okay. Because I'm deciding between him and Pat Fryermuth in a league. And Pat Fryermuth for you is your tight end 10. And you have names like Jawan Johnson. And we talked about Logan Thomas a bit earlier on. So, yeah, with Pat Fryermuth, he took advantage of that too high shell defense, bad defense, bad safety play against the Bengals. Uh, he can do the same thing against Arizona here. We shall see. I think that he's a fine player. Um, and then Jawan Johnson, he's ranked highly because – I they might have to live that to 12 personnel. They might have to right. live that. Uh, and like, that's like even calling it 12 personnel is like weird because like, what do we even call Taysom Hill? Uh, but yeah, this is assuming Chris Olave is not playing same thing with Rashid Shahid. We'll move on from there. And then yeah, Logan Thomas, garbage time King, King, they're 10 point dogs to the commander. So uh, expect a PPR scam. Okay. This closes out. Gerald Everett, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Higby. 13, 14, 15. We don't have to say anything about them if you don't want to. Gerald Everett, 24 and a half receiving yards. Get it in. Like uh, and Tyler Higby did have, again, two touchdown catches this past week. Um, I think that was making up for all of the past three years where he was had yeah. incredible usage inside of the 10-yard line and just never scored touchdowns because they really were. One was just a check release wide open. Mm. Another one was just like a two-yard pattern that he squeaked into the inside for. What I've learned from doing fantasy research is never tail the Tyler Higby big game. It's <laughs> it's one and it is done. One and done. One and done. done. Okay. Uh, get the sickos chart ready for the people that have made it 42 minutes into the show. Again, thank you for helping us hit 92,000 subscribers. Still 8,000 more to go. Um, look, you've made it this far in your league. We know that you're first or second place with a bye week ahead of you. So to the... 12th, 11th, 10th, 9th place teams out there, send them a link to this channel and be like, hey, buddy, next year, before we kick off this league and draft, uh, do some homework and uh, go watch these guys. So do us a favor and spread the word of the channel. This week, sickos, I mean, we're getting down to the sickos again. Number one sickos defense is the Falcons. Then we have the Buccaneers. And then we actually have some good defenses, the Steelers, Cowboys, Jets, they can play some good defense. The Chiefs, Jacksonville, those are your top teams. But just the Falcons, they're playing Tim Boyle. He's no bueno. The Bucks get your guy, Bryce Young. And then a couple other ones, if those ones are gone, the Colts and the Dolphins uh, you can get some sacks against Will Levis. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly intrigued by the Colts because under pressure, Will Levis is throwing some interceptions. Yeah. He's taking some sacks, and DeForest Buckner can ruin that interior, and yeah. um, they have some other pieces too to rush the line. Yeah, I completely agree. I can see Will Levis throwing a pick six anytime. So At the uh, same time, at the same time, if Will Levis and the offensive line are able to keep him clean, I could see Will Levis having some nice, nice throws uh, vertically down the field against that. Uh, Colts boundary corners. Let's put it that way. Outside corners, wide corners. Okay. That does it. Aston Villa kicks off in four minutes. Perfect. Time. Absolutely love to see it against Legia Warsaw. Love that. Whatever love that means. The European tour, not just in England, Aston Villa. Multinational. Okay. For producer Weiss, for Hayden and his white sweater. I am Josh. Sweater. Up the Villa. We'll talk to y'all soon. See ya.